I found by the fifth or sixth one I was listening to, I was actually singing it. And I had pretty much started to forget my woes. Episode 233, here is how to feel better about things. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With millions of listens and downloads growing every episode, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, it is so good to be with you. I have to tell you, I look forward to these conversations every week because I walk away ready, ready for a new week. As difficult and, as these as these weeks are, how are and, you? And, well, no, more importantly, how are you? How, how, how are you doing? You know, um, I, I replay this line over in my head that um, regardless of how I'm doing, I'm going to say I'm doing great because right. if if I say I'm doing horribly, somebody's either going to celebrate or they won't care. And I yep. got that one from you. One of the many yes. that I've learned from you. And so yes. um, that just plays over in my head and I'm going to look for the opportunities. Uh, I'm going to look for what's going right. And I've got a lot going right. So um, I was telling you before we hit the record button on this, that I was just reading through the notes before we started the podcast. And I was like, oh, this resonates. So super excited for our listeners to hear what's been going on uh, with you, your week and uh, how you processed it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, in addition to the five calls a day uh, with CEOs, business owners, uh, people I've done work with or for or done speeches for, uh, in addition to that, so, so I've now done, what, 125 to 150 because I think we've been in lockdown five weeks going on six weeks. Um, in addition, uh, we had the 60 people coming from all over the world for the summit. And I'm making an effort to talk to one or two of those people every day. And uh, those conversations have been good. But what I will tell you is this. Um, there's a lot of fear out there. I, I'm not hearing a lot of anger. Uh, I'm hearing some frustration. Um, but I am hearing a lot of people who are fearful. Uh, fearful for finances. Fearful for the future. Uh, fear for the health of themselves and their family. Uh, and I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people who are, I, I, I would say depressed and it, it comes through. And, uh, it finally one day this week, it kind of got to me and I am the first one to raise my hand and admit that I had one rough and dark day this week where I just wanted this entire damn thing to be over. I was starting to think dark thoughts. Um, I was consuming too much news, uh, hearing too many stories and the one thing that I do think a lot about uh, are the number of horrible stories playing out behind closed doors uh, of people who are not fearful but have no money uh, and their finances are stretched thin or non-existent. Uh, there's, I, so I, I just feel for all the stories going on behind closed doors. But I, but I found myself getting down. Uh, but um, like you, I, I needed to get myself back together again pretty fast. Uh, do you want to hear how I did it? I really am. I do. I'm looking forward to this. 
Okay. All right. Let me begin with the story of my brother-in-law, Rudy, uh, in Switzerland. I, I call him mein Bruder in der Schweiz, my brother in Switzerland. Uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. About eight years ago, uh, he got cancer of the larynx. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, no uh, known risk factors in his life. It just, it, it happened. And finally, after several months, the doctor said, uh, we can handle this one of two ways. Uh, it'll be a five minute surgery. We'll take your larynx out, problem solved. The problem is you'll never speak again. Or uh, we can deal with radiation and it's gonna be a long, uh, radiation and chemo and a lot of other things. And it's gonna be a long, long battle. Uh, and Rudy said, look, I want to be there for my children. I want to be there for my grandchildren. So I will take the long and arduous route. I'll take the radiation. I'll take the chemotherapy. Uh, I'll not make the story longer than it is. He's fine now. Uh, but he had a two year battle physically and emotionally. Um, uh, there were days that I was afraid he would die emotionally if he didn't die physically from the treatment. It was a rough, rough time. And I couldn't talk to him on the telephone because he couldn't speak, uh, during, during his treatment. So we'd be communicating through his wife, uh, Erica. And, uh, finally one day I, I was sitting here where I'm sitting right now. And, and I remembered a song, uh, that <laughs> I, from, from when I was a child. And, uh, so I went and, I went and found the lyrics and uh, the song many people will be familiar with it. Uh, some won't. It, it's called Count Your Blessings. And uh, so what I did is while I speak uh, German and, and can read and write marginally, uh, I went to a, uh, like a freelancing site and I found a woman in Switzerland who could translate this song, Count Your Blessings, uh, into, uh, into German or the local dialect, I think we did. And, uh, and all I could do was print it out, put it in an envelope and mail it to him, which I did. Uh, his wife thanked me for it, uh, a week or two later. And that was pretty much the end of it. Well, fast forward a few years. Uh, the last time I was in Switzerland, we were all together. We were going to go over the mountain pass into Italy and have a lunch. He was driving uh, in his beautiful BMW and he's talking. He's, he's fine. He's fully recovered. And uh, he took me aside and, and he said, uh, that song you sent me is what got me through. Uh, and he said, I read, read it every single day. And he said, I still do. And so I, I just thought, look, I'm not going to sing a song and I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I am going to just share one verse uh, from the song. Uh, and, and here it is. It's, it's called Count Your Blessings. When upon life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what God has done. And the refrain is, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. So what I did is I, 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 I went to YouTube and um, I listened to about 10 different versions of Count Your Blessings. Some were horrible and amateurish. Some were great. The Mormon Tabernacle Boys Choir singing Count Your Blessings will have you in tears. It is just unbelievable. And I found by the fifth or sixth one I was listening to, I was actually singing it. And I had pretty much started to forget my woes. Well, you know me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a list maker. And so after this little exercise to make myself feel good, I took out one of my infamous yellow legal pads. And I started writing down my list of blessings. 
And of course, my list of blessings are the same as yours or the same as most people. I started with, I am blessed with good health so far. I am blessed with family. I am blessed with work. I am blessed with love. Those are the things that we are all blessed with, or most of us are blessed with. But then I, I kept adding to my list, and I came up with a few more. And when I did, I looked down at the words. I always begin uh, when I'm making lists of words. I begin. I don't know why they're all capitalized or not capitalized, but the first letter is always capitalized. And I looked down at this list, and I went, "Oh my God." Five of those big blessings spell eagle, E-A-G-L-E. I mean, it just popped off the page at me. So let me share five blessings in my life and five blessings that anyone else can have as well to get us through dark times. One of the things that is a blessing, the E in eagle, is exercise. Um, we have to do it. And I've got a sad story to tell you. Uh, you know, I talk about exercise all the time. You talk about it all the time. At the end of the show, I want to ask you how many burpees you're up to. So I hope you've got a number for me. Um, but, and I've also talked about Jeff, our trainer. Uh, Jeff is our, has been our trainer for 20 years in the gym. And he's kind of like a, a son that I didn't have. Uh, he, he and his wife, Laura, are very, very close to us. I talk to him every day. And so a couple of days ago, and, and Jeff is the number one trainer uh, at the Bay Club Marin, a gym of five or 6,000 people. Uh, he probably does 50 to 60 one-hour sessions a week. Uh, and he does it not only for money, but he does it because it's his purpose. He is purpose-driven. And so a couple of days ago, I was talking to him and I said, now, the gym is closed. Uh, you know, uh, are you staying in close touch with your clients? And he said, yeah, it's very depressing. And I said, why? Now, you got to remember, uh, you've got to be motivated to spend a lot of money on a trainer. You've really got to be committed to something. And he said, well, you know, he said, I've been calling people and uh, asking, are you exercising? Uh, would you like to get together with me? I mean, 10 or 12 feet apart, and we'll go and run the stairs, or we'll do some exercises in a parking lot. I won't even charge you. Uh, I just want you to stay healthy. And he said, Jason, you know what everybody's telling me? He, they said, nah, I'm just going to let it go till this pandemic is over. Now, if these are people who are motivated to exercise, motivated to spend money and on a regimen and on a program, and they're, and they are saying, no, I'm going to let it go. We'll, I'll get back to it after this thing is over. Think of what regular people are doing. So being able to exercise, whatever form that exercise is, uh, is a blessing. It is a blessing. And, and we need to take advantage of that blessing. The A in Eagle stands for accomplishment. Let me tell you who has really turned me on during this. My mother, Beverly, had her 90th birthday last November. Uh, I talk to her twice a day. I, uh, I call her in the morning. Uh, she's in Michigan on Eastern time. Just to check in and say, hi, how are you doing? We all made it through one more night. And then we have a lengthy conversation in the, in the evening. And uh, every day when I call her, I, I, she, so she's 90 years old, lives alone. Uh, she's been alone in the house for four or five weeks. And I say, how are you doing? And she said, oh, just fantastic. She said, I had just stripped the bed. I did the laundry. I remade the bed. I had my breakfast. You know, I've got to have a lot of fruit. And today I made pancakes and bacon. And she said, then I'm doing this damn crossword puzzle. And she said, it's like 2000 pieces. I think I'm going to get addicted to it. She said, then I do social media. Then the phone is ringing all day and I'm talking to people. And then I have to think about what I'm going to be making for dinner that night. And I'm thinking, wow, you are my inspiration, mother. 
90 years old and alone. I mean, and talking to people through the window as they stand on the front porch. Um, everybody needs a sense of accomplishment. You and I are both uh, bed makers. I love to make the bed. And I find that I've been making the bed earlier and earlier in the morning uh, because that, I, I just want to get something done where I can say, yes, I did it. And then I lay out my clothes. Yes, I did that. Yes, I went and answered 15 emails. Yes, I did that. And I'm really, as I go through the day, charting my accomplishments. All of us need a sense of accomplishment. What a blessing it is to be able to have a sense of accomplishment. And it's free. And anybody can do it. Then the G in Eagle stands for, and this, as I said, the word Eagle was quite accidental. It just happened. Stands for gratitude. Uh, and I've added faith to that. I am being, um, I think I'm always a person who says please and thank you. But I'm probably saying please and thank you and love you more than ever. Um a blessing is to be able to be grateful. Uh, yesterday was my bookkeeper Christopher's birthday, and we called him and sang happy birthday to him. And, of course, he's sheltering in place. It has been for weeks. And as we hung up, here's the guy who's kept the books for 18 or 19 years uh, for my business and for the family. He's a neat, neat man, beautiful wife, couple of beautiful children. As we were getting off, he said, I love you. I really love you. And I said, Christopher, I love you too. One of the disturbing things in some of my conversations, Dale, uh, that's come up uh, in the last couple of weeks, a lot of people have been asking me why God would allow this pandemic. And uh, one guy said, I don't even think there is a God anymore. I think maybe it's all bullshit. And, uh, and, and I've heard that more than once. Well, uh, if gratitude and faith are a blessing, I, I need some help with that answer. And I found it from a, from a, a fascinating woman, Sandra Schneiders. Uh, she is a professor of theology at the Graduate Theological Union in Berkeley, award-winning author. And this is an article that she wrote in the, uh, uh, in the National Catholic Reporter. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Catholic. I'm a Lutheran, but I, uh, uh, I'm a fan of all faiths and all major religions. And, uh, and here's what she wrote. She said, the conviction that God governs the universe by direct miraculous interventions in everything from keeping the rain from ruining our picnic to permitting epidemics that decimate entire populations allows us to believe that there's someone else in charge and therefore to blame or to be thanked for every happening, large or small. It convinces us that we're not really alone in a chance-driven universe. However capricious, cruel, inscrutable, or violent we have to believe this universe controller to be, at least we do not have to face the terror that there is no powerful hand on the cosmic tiller. But eventually, if we are to mature spiritually, we have to surrender this magical approach to reality. This need for someone who can be held responsible for what we cannot fathom or control, whom we can blame or cower before or bribe or cajole in the face of life's uncertainties. We have to face the fact that germs, atmospheric conditions, the movement at tectonic plates, human nature or stupidity, our own or someone else's, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time or myriad other factors that we don't even know about and that God is not manipulating by some giant computer in the sky. In other words, cause and effect in the finite space-time continuum in which we live account for what happens that is outside our knowledge or control or that is contrary to our will. There's just one more paragraph, and it's really good. God is always present to us, more intimate to us than we are to ourselves. 
deeply and lovingly concerned about us down to the very hairs in our head. God is supporting us, urging us to the best responses to the reality of which we are capable and even beyond what we think we are capable of, consoling us in suffering, sharing and affirming our joy, strengthening us in conflict, and enabling us to learn and grow through everything we experience, no matter how tragic or overwhelming it might be. But this does not make God the direct and immediate cause of each event or pandemic that happens in our universe. The L in Eagle stands for learn. One of my blessings is that I'm able to learn, and so are you, and so is everyone else. So I've got my five phone calls every day with the CEOs and company owners and entrepreneurs and with people who are going to attend the summit, and Dale, I learn something from every single one of them. And then the final E in Eagle for me, what a blessing to be able to have, and anybody can do it, is empathy, the ability to feel the emotions of another. And a story from a long time ago flashed into my mind as I wrote the word empathy down. I was in Honolulu, Hawaii. I was going out on a sales call uh, with a young new saleswoman. And uh, the name of the company was Ward's Audio. I don't know why I remember it. Not Montgomery Ward's. It was Ward or Ward's Audio. And, and they sold speakers and sound equipment and gear. And as I said, this is a long time ago. They're probably not even around anymore. And the guy at the time was telling us, I mean, the business was bad and he didn't have cash. And I mean, he was worried about his existence. And I mean, I was, I was just sitting there going, oh, my God. And uh, af after we left the meeting, I, I, I said, so, um, so what do you think? And she said, well, what am I supposed to think? She said, uh, that's his problem, not mine. I said, wait a minute. It's his problem, not yours. I said, well, don't you feel for him? And she said, no, not really. And I said, well, in the years to come, you will. I said, haven't you ever been, I mean, God, you just got through college. Haven't you ever been broke? And she said, well, yeah. I said, haven't you ever been afraid that you weren't going to have money for the rent? She said, well, Yes. I said, well, all right. How did you feel? She said, well, I felt horrible. I said, well, then you can feel his pain because you go back to some experience you've had someplace else in your life where you've been there, you've experienced it. And empathy, the ability to feel the emotions of another and really listen and really hear them. And I really identify with what they're going through. What a blessing that is to be able to do. So, Dale, I got through my dark day. I'm an eagle soaring high. E, exercise. A, getting something accomplished every day. G, gratitude and faith. Learn and empathy. Five of the greatest blessings that we are all given freely. Mm. <laughs> I'm So to the exercise point and the story you told about your trainer and his interaction with all of his clients uh, – I think to a conversation I just had yesterday where um, the person I was talking to said, this is really going to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, uh, using the uh -huh. biblical term, uh, because those people who, who persevere power through this have grit and determination, uh, stick with the exercise program, find ways to learn, find ways to be grateful every day, really go through and find ways to make happen. Your Eagle acronym happen every day Yes, are going to be the ones that come out of this so much stronger on the other side. 
this is yeah the the importance of not giving up in this time so crucial not giving up but also it goes back to that last ian eagle empathy yes. it's really being available to listen to people and to understand and to help people out i'm not going to identify the person because i don't have permission but i was talking to somebody yesterday who said i don't have a purpose right now. I don't have a purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. And to top it off, I need to make money. And so I may end up having to make money doing something without a purpose. But I mean, empathy is the ability to look back in your life and identify with where this person is and really listen. Uh, people really need to know that someone is willing to listen hear them and understand. You know, at the end of the day, Dale, uh, a mantra of mine, I guess for all of time has been, you know, we all basically have the same fears, needs, hopes, wants, and dreams as everybody else, wherever we are in the world. We're all looking for the same thing. And when you can extend a hand, a blessing, and just listen to somebody with empathy, it means the world to them. Absolutely. I was thinking this week, uh, you know, on the empathy front, I had two people really lash out and it, it was directed in not my direction specifically, but it was lashed out at, at the organization that I'm with. And um, you read through the message and it would have been really easy to be offended. And uh, I took the team through the process of realizing that these, the people are really hurting and they're scared right, right now. And right. Uh, they're not thinking clearly about what they're saying and, and how it's coming across and how it could be perceived. So it's, it's an opportunity to understand the pain they're in right now and to find ways to help regardless of what they've said. So be the duck and let it, let the mean stuff go off your yep. back and look for an opportunity to help uh, in, in this time. And that's the, that's another fantastic opportunity. And when that message, when you respond with the kindness and the empathy, it's one more thing to be thankful for at the end of the day that, Oh, wow. I hope I made a difference in that person's life by providing some help. Yep. Made yep. their day just a little bit brighter. So uh -huh. fantastic list. Any, anything else for us? Any final thoughts? Uh, I do. As a matter of fact, um, I, I want to share with you something a theologian friend once told me. Uh, he said, anytime you're listening to a rabbi or a priest or a pastor, an imam, a, a pujaro in Hinduism or a lama in Buddhism, he said, always listen to what they're preaching about or talking about on two levels, uh, because they have a need to be saying the words they are saying. So the words that they're saying are speaking to them as well because it's an issue that they need to address as well. And so I always listen to any sermon uh, or any religious person talking, and I know I'm, I'm hearing their message, but I know that's also something that they're dealing with or struggling with in their life. So today as I've been talking about blessings, I, I've been talking to others, but listen, Dale, I've uh, – I've also been teaching and reminding my fragile self at the same time. I had a need to talk about blessings. Oh, and one more thing, uh, buddy. How many episodes do we have? This, I think this is 200, 233. 233. Okay, so one more. 
All right. So one more thing, Mr. Motorcycling, dirt biking, bourbon drinking, antelope killing, macho Indiana Jones character. I love you too. You are very special to me. I love you. This, uh, you know, I was funny. I was thinking of that. I need to say that to Jason at some point in the very near future. Yep. So thank you for yep. that. Thank you for that. All this right. Was, can't, wait, can't wait until inspiring. next time. Absolutely. Good. Thank you so much. So with that, I'm going to uh, invite you to subscribe to this podcast. If you have not done so already, it's super easy. Go to your favorite podcast listening app, hit the subscribe button. While you are there, if you would rate and review the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It makes it easier for people to find uh, this type of material, this podcast specifically. Also, you can find out more about Jason. You can learn more about the books, the speaking opportunities, because he will be back on the road as soon as uh, as soon as all of this lifts and we're traveling and and interacting again. Correct. I, I'm speaking for you right yes. now, but I'm yes. assuming that yes. you're anxious yes. to yes. smell the smell the jet fuel. I am. I, have, I bet. I am. <laughs> So uh, visit the website, jason-jennings.com is the place to go, jason-jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. And you can learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, it's jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.